Roll up, roll up, ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth. Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast. You'll gasp, <gasps> you'll laugh, <laughs> and you'll be amazed at what comes next. Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano. Hello. And Matt Bradshaw. Ah, oh, g'day. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Hello, mate. How are you? Welcome to my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, you're part Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm cold, and I've got my dressing gown on uh, instead of just a jacket. And uh, I thought, well, if I'm wearing a dressing gown, I should also have a bedroom in the background. Is that because you're not um, using your heater at home because you're worried about the environment? No, it's because I'm broken. I'm worried about the power bill. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> Uh, no, um, no, uh, it's, it's, it's warmish in here. Um, one of the main considerations when recording, of course, is that, um, ah. uh, you would be able to hear it and that would be, uh, well, be annoying. It would be annoising. Good. Oh, thanks mate. I like it. <laughs> um, how are you doing? Uh, day Good one, mate. day one of uh, lockdown. Ah, oh, you know me, mate. I just take it as it comes. There's no point in getting down in the mouth about shit. Oh, that's actually down in the mouth. You did spade face. Yeah, um, cat does good. Uh, I call it trout face. Cat does, oh, cat no, does Sarah, really... Sarah Ross, Sarah Ross does it really well. <laughs> um, and it's spade face. Spade because it looks because it looks like you've got a spade. Yeah, okay, spade. Like a, uh, yeah. I usually have to go away and practice, but because I can see myself, I can, I see that. Mm. Um, yeah, I actually. Attractive. Don't I, use that as the screenshot for the I, YouTube video. I'm, I suppose do it. We'll use it as a screenshot, ready? Actually, both of us. Easy. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Fun. Um, so, what's been happening this week? Uh, well, it's my birthday this weekend, and I've been getting early birthday gifts. That's good. Um, I got sent. Well, I got sent. Uh, I got a message last Thursday. What's today? Thursday. So last Thursday, I got a phone call from um, a courier company saying, we've got a package here for you um, from Tasmania. And to come pick it up. Yep. So I went on Friday, and I picked it up. And then I saw Becky Friday afternoon, maybe. And uh, I said, look at, look at this big thing, big Cardboard, that you know, like um, you know, six inches wide, big thing, square-ish. Yeah. So it looks like a, it looked like a picture frame of some description, yeah, presumably with some sort of a an image contained within the frame. Anyway, anyway, we're getting off track. Um, uh, and my mum had said that she was going to send me something. Um, let me ask you this. Do you have that relationship with your parents as well, where your mum says, um, I've got something for you? Well, we've got something for you. <laughs> She's talking about her and her husband, your dad. Um, so that's what my mum does. I've sent you something. Well, 
your father and I have sent you something. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. That's no, nice. Um, to, to be fair, uh, like, for instance, this, my mum bought it for me because my mum oh. had some money. Um, oh, there you that's go. That's what she said. She Brilliant. goes, I've got some money. Um, so, you know, they, um, they very much keep that separate unless it is together. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So they do, they will say, oh, your mum will say, your, your dad and I, and, and dad will say, your mum and I, but separately huh. they will say, here you go. For instance, dad gave me $60 to buy some uh, steel cap boots. Like, that was for him, <laughs> from him. So, okay. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so mum said she was going to send me something. Oh no, they were going to send me something um, for my birthday, uh, which apparently will arrive tomorrow. So, so then we backtracked to last week, and I sent I sent mum a text message and said I actually got something today, big thing from Tasmania. Do you know anything about it? She didn't answer me. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Weird. Um, so then Becky's here. So look at this big thing. And she said, what is it? I said, I don't know. I, I'm fearful it's not even for me. I mean, I checked twice and I showed them my ID and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I opened it up. Um, oh, because Becky goaded me into opening it up. You know, yeah. So I think it's my birthday. I should save it. No, no, open it now. Should I open it now? You should open it now. Should I open it now? Yes, you should open it now. Oh, uh, so I opened it now, then, now. And it's a beautiful um, painting and and really really lovely uh no explanation as to what it's of i mean i can see what it's of right but uh, it's a it's a um it's a scene it's a it's a laneway up by an old sandstone building um you know raw iron banister kind of thing and then sort of perspective wise disappearing up a laneway kind of thing um uh looks and I guess knowing as well that it's come from Tasmania, um, it looks like a kind of Salamanca place. It's got that look of the old convict constructed buildings down there. Um, but no card, no attached anything, just random painting. Brilliant. Framed glass front. There it is in the... Okay, great. Um, so I've got that. <laughs> Which I assume is for me, Great. and assume is a birthday gift. So there's that. Um, I got some new shoes. Did you? Um, did you design? I got. Them? Sorry. Did you design them? No, but somebody did. Oh, cool. They've got my signature on them. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> They've got me on them. <laughs> uh... They've got my signature on them. That's great. They've got my cat on them. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. Just the... <laughs> um, Do you know who they came from? Yeah, they're from Cinderella. Excellent. Good call. Who said to me, what size do you wear? And I said, 10. And she said, oh. That's what size they are, aren't it? Yep, yep, that's what size they are. Thank you. And she said, I know, I had to go sneaking around your bedroom trying to find... <laughs> good. That's good. You don't have any shoes in your bedroom. <laughs> okay, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> this is... <laughs> that's great. That's unreal. I love it. Ah, it's not disconcerting at all. Oh, that's 
fantastic. Great call. Very good. Um, yes, that's cool. So I, I Zoom unwrapped those with her yesterday. Oh, very cute. Very cute. Um, yeah, um, we were going to see you on Saturday, but uh, we're not anymore. Nah. <laughs> nah. Did you get to see uh, Katie and the gang last night? Nah. Oh. Was I going to? Yeah, you were off to a meeting and I was maybe... you. Here's what was going to happen. We were speaking on the phone and Katie rang and I said, well, maybe, oh. I'll, come, maybe I'll come and see you tonight because I won't get to see you for your birthday. And you said, oh, I think maybe I'm going to be catching up with Katie because we were going to be seeing each other. And um, you said you'd let me know, but you didn't. Yes, I didn't. Sorry, got, I completely forgot. I did. Sorry? You got busy doing other stuff. Uh, no, I did actually completely forget about that part of it. I didn't end up getting home until... About quarter to six. Yeah, from your virtual meeting. Well, yeah, your, well, from your and actual I, meeting about virtual things. Yeah, actual yeah. meeting about virtual things. Um, super interesting mm. and quite intriguing. And um, we'll we'll see what comes of it. But if indeed something comes of it, it'll be fairly swift. Um, yeah. As in, like, you know, sort of up and running within four to six weeks kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. I was basically, I was really just, they um, were basically asking for my input as a consultant kind of thing. So not not necessarily as um, uh, to do with, I, I, so asking me for my opinions and input um, based on my experience as a live performer. Yeah. As distinct from necessarily being a part of it as a live performer kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, but really interesting. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then I dropped past the fifth province on the way home. Oh, cool. And had a chat with Finn. Awesome. How's he doing? So that was, um, oh, pretty bummed out. Yeah. 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 Pretty yeah. bummed out. Uh, it's weird. So it's the first pub I've been to. Well, since you and I stopped working at the end of March. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, to be clear, in the third week of March. Um, <laughs> just so we've got a, a clear yeah. timeline of well, that, how long it's been. That extra week. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, we felt that. Uh, <laughs> so I, I hadn't experienced the whole um, walk into a venue that I've been into a hundred times. Uh, wait here to be seated, which never happened. Here's a hand sanitizer thing on a bench that's clearly blocking your progress. Um, no Sorry. bar service. Sorry, uh, yeah. yeah, here's a seat over here, sir. Um, there's a little laminated card on the table. Um, scan your QR code so you can check in so uh -huh. we know you're here. Um, and not just, like, literally just no app, like no QR scanning app, just camera, QR, and then it immediately links to their website where you put in name phone number, yep. time you came in, like the whole, I haven't experienced any of that before. Uh, you can see our, our um, drinks and food list here on the phone. Once you blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. So can I just, can I stand a meter and a half away from the bar and just see what I want? Yeah, yeah you can do that. But we have to order at the table. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really peculiar. Um, so, uh, I forgot that I was half dry Julying and I had a beer because <laughs> I was in the fifth province. Yep. So I got a beer. <laughs> I, 
I didn't know that you were a dry July. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I, w- I certainly um, uh, wasn't making a big political statement yeah. and <laughs> I did, or social statement, I did, and I wasn't being sponsored. Yeah, I did notice that. Um, I did notice that there were shots on your gigs, and um, and beers ahoy. Um, but I just yeah. thought, I just thought that was because maybe you just weren't drinking for you know at the online for a bit or something. But shut up. Uh, well, I definitely didn't drink the gig I did with Harmony. Just, you know, I mean, I know she's a grown adult, but I just, she, she does drink, but not much. And I just, I mean, she could see one of my online gigs anytime she wants and watch me just, you know, throwing back three stubbies over the course of two hours. But for me to do it in the same space as her just felt really ick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to do that. Um, but yeah, yeah, just, uh, for no you know, for like so many things um, in the world and particularly right now, uh, completely arbitrary, really, but just decided at the start of July that I would um, hold off until my birthday. Cool. And then get plastered! No. We should have a, we should have a Zoom drink. Drinking, a Zoom drink? A Zoom drinking session. I can't, I can't drink at the moment. A Zoom drinking session? Yeah, yeah, well, we all, we, we, yeah, I'll drink, I'll drink water. That's right. I suggested to Sarah on Thursday night because uh, on Tuesday night, sorry, when we when she and I gigged together, that um, because uh, she was lamenting that this would be the last one we would get to do together for six weeks. <laughs> Let's assume six weeks. Uh, <laughs> and I said, uh, "What about this? What if you just you just do them from your house?" Yeah, I, w- I listened, and you said, yeah, 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 you just dance around, and I'll play and. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how many people watch each of us. Oh yes, yeah, and then I'll she, go and kill myself. She would get lots of views. <laughs> I think that's where I think that's where I'm going wrong. I'm like I'm trying I'm trying to um, be all serious and play my own songs, and it's like there's a really really small market for my own songs. <laughs> it's like the 26 people who know them. There's a small market for everyone's own songs, dude. <laughs> Um, we live in a world now, though, where there's a small market for just whatever you want. I agree. Yeah. You know, if I was producing goat sex in the backyard, there'd still be there'd be a small market for that, but there'd be a market. I well, I, the, there'd definitely be a bigger market for that than it would be my original songs. <coughs> but would they be the people you want? Um, Moreover, would they be the people the goats want? Yeah. Well, I I can probably I I reckon I reckon I can. Uh, Pretty strong. Uh, all right. <laughs> oh God. I can't talk, but I think I can. I feel quite neither can st- the goats, and that's the problem. Well, I feel quite strongly that um, me too. People are not what goats want. <coughs> so good. I think goats. If want- that's not the name of the episode, then there's trouble. People are not what goats want. Oh, where's my, where's my writing implement? Ah, oh, your scribing stick. Here we go. Found one. Ah, oh, papyrus and quill. Go nuts. People are not what goats want. The end. Where were you from then? What do you mean? I was from my Where bedroom. We... Nah, come on. Uh, it was just a voice. Okay. It was just a voice. It wasn't a... It... Um, it, I wasn't like a, a you know, Afghan goat herder or something like that. It was Russian Irish, was what I heard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bull. Irish. Are not yeah. what goats want. 
It's my multiple personalities all coming out at once. Nice. Yeah. Oh! Um, what, uh, what other things? Tell, tell Today I'm things. going to install a new tap in my kitchen. Oh, look out. Because, <clears throat> um, excuse me, <coughs> I've got laughing phlegm. Oh. Yeah. Um, uh. Now I get phlegm from laughing. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I sometimes get that. <coughs> um, I, just, I just burped, so it's all good. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the um, no, the, the the mixer taps, the one handle, twist it one way, blah blah blah. Yeah, they got a little, a little canister in them. Yes, they do. Instead of the old school washers on a tap kind of thing, um, so you have to prise out the little bit that shows whether it's hot or cold with just a little plastic plug, and behind that plastic plug is an Allen key. So in order to take the tap apart, you. Well, this one appears to have been welded in place <laughs> and uh, would not come out. And I I didn't have <clears throat> the Allen keys I had. You know you know what an Allen key looks like, obviously. Little right angle, blah, blah, blah. Um, the short bit, which of course is the bit you would usually use, so you've got the, the leverage to be able to twist the thing, was too short to get inside the distance. That, mm -hmm. yeah. So then you try the other way and you haven't got enough purchase on the thing to be able to turn oh. because you're only holding on to a little you're holding on to the little bit rather than the long bit so you haven't got the oh that's where you need one of those clampy spanners <coughs> clampy spanners yeah you know the ones they're kind of like an adjust they've got an adjustable thing a vice grip yeah is that what they're called yeah 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 clampy spanner yeah i call them clampy spanner yeah, yeah okay that's what i call you from now on excellent okay uh so then i bought a new set of allen tools right which come in their own little sort of um fold out bit yep so then you're basically holding on to a screwdriver with a thing because yep. you've got yeah now that doesn't work ah. it, 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 it's and then steve came around on tuesday night <laughs> and uh he said oh i'll have a look at it all right go on emasculate me in my own house that's fine <laughs> and uh here's the thing and he said oh it's hard to get in there, isn't it? Yeah, so he's torch and hole and Allen key thing. Oh, yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, no, it's not turning, is it? No! It's bloody not! I bloody said! Anyway. So, like so many things in this world, like I said before about arbitrary blah, 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 dry July and who knows what the rules are, um, I, uh, rather than just replacing the canister... I have to replace the tap because it literally will not come undone. Mm. So that's what I'm going to do today. I was quite fortunate my experience with those mixer taps. Uh, three of them now. Um, I've done what? two showers and a kitchen tap. Same same thing. And they've been... the sh One of the showers was actually a lot of work. But Is that a Beck song? Two showers and a mixer tap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, isn't it cake? I like a girl with a long, a short skirt and a long jacket. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, good song. Yeah, really cool. Down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I d so I know exactly what you're talking about of how they're. Uh, I I think the one that I had trouble with, which was similar to your situation of not being able to, I eventually got it, um, with a shit ton of WD forty and um, hot water. Um, 
but I think a lot of that's to do with just the corrosive nature, or not the corrosive, but the build-up of calcium and stuff calcium, in, in yeah. the whole thing, um, eventually over a long enough period of time. And your, I assume your mixer tap's 20-odd, 20, 30 years old? No. Oh, okay. Not the original no, one? No, installed when I when I did the kitchen. Okay, so like 10, 15. Yeah. 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 Yeah, understood. Mm. Look at us, uh, look at so... us handy men. <clears throat> I Sorry? T- I had a ha- actually, I'll tell you, I, I had a handyman disaster story. Well, it's in my head, it's a disaster story. So, um, Kat wanted to put some coat hooks up in the hallway, on the hall- hallway wall. And um, I guess what that means is she she bought some and wanted me to put them up. So, um, so I did. Um, and the first one, no drama. Like, got the. You know, you get the um, the plaster screw things and you screw them into the wall and then you put the screw in. No, no problem. Worked great. The second one, put the plaster screw in, drilled the screw in. Halfway in, the plaster screw just started spinning. Like, oh, okay, cool. Drilled it out a bit. Got it. No worries. The third one, did the same thing. Got that one. The fourth one, which is the one that's closest to the door, absolute disaster. It's not not flush against the wall, like it's kind of a bit loose, and because of the size of the effing hole, like it's nothing I can do about it other than do a, a like a really dodgy patch job. And I'm just every time I walk into the house now, I'm like that fucking thing. <laughs> so yeah, you know. <laughs> <coughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. it's, the kind of, it's the kind of thing that, you know, it's like I don't want people to come to my house ever again because I don't want them to see the knob closest to the door. That's, you know, that no one will notice. Apart from no, maybe... No, no one will notice. From maybe my dad. When yeah. people come to my house, the knob closest to the door is me, so... Well, see, people notice every time. They're going to notice the knob closest to the door. So, yeah, um, I literally every time I walk into the house, I just see it. And just, I'm going to start walking. I'm going to start taking the garage remote with me everywhere I go so I don't have to walk through the front door. <laughs> God, it's not that bad, is it? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's bad to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, amazing that I should give a shit about the uh, the door, the way the door, <coughs> uh, sorry, the... um. The coat hook knob on the wall looks. Given that I'm wearing this, that's the one your mum made you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love it. The dressing gown. It's, yeah, it's warm. Yeah, I remember you wore it on here once before, and you had to take it off because you got sweaty. Yes, it's not. That's not an issue. Um, um, in the middle of July, <laughs> you've got a like because um, you've. You've got like a digital readout for the thermostat on the heater in your house, yeah? Well, yeah. Oh, you don't think it's accurate though? Is that what you're about to say? Um, I think it's a digital reader of the temperature that you set it at. Oh, really? Like it's not. It's not accurate. It doesn't tell you what the ambient temperature is. No, it was like everything in this house. Um, it was. Oh, it don't was, tell that again. No, no, like everything in this house, it was like it was built. It was the cheapest possible package, and, and you know, I'm not. It's not a criticism. It's just one of those houses that cheapest possible package. They did central heating, but 
And I know this because... And no fucking code hooks. No code hooks. But I know this because three weeks ago when I um, inquired with the installation company, um, the peop- the actual company, because I looked... We got the, the pack when we bought the house of, you know, all the contracts for the warranties and stuff like that. So I looked up the company who did the install of the heating system and the aircon because there were no there was no actual other information other than these are the people who who it is um, so I, I emailed them they're like oh it took me a while to find the install of your place no it's a three star energy saver so you can't do zoning like we would have to replace the whole unit in order to do right. zoned heating which which annoys me just in the sense of well we only would really want heating when we turn the heating on we only really want it on in two or three rooms maybe yeah. at once maybe two or three rooms at once yeah or two or three zones where would it be the living area and then maybe this room or maybe you know one of the bedrooms um i have always have the vent closed in here because if the heating's on and i'm in here doing music mm. stuff it's just like <sighs> through the roof um so yeah just a yeah just another one of those things where it's and the 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 controller on the wall is set temperature. It doesn't tell you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So mine, when it's off, has got a digital readout of what the temperature is at the at the sensor, yeah. which I'm presuming is where the unit is. Like I can't. But yeah, yeah. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. It was 14 degrees when I got up this morning in my house. That's nice. Well, it's cold. I mean, it's not in the scheme of things. You know, imagine I was homeless. I'd be colder. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, but that's cold. That, and that's as cold in the house as it's been in the mornings so far this winter. Okay. And it is, uh, and I'm wearing my pyjamas. Yeah. Gotcha. Long sleeve t-shirt. Long sleeve t-shirt? Long sleeve. Like this thing? Yeah. Well, that's not a t-shirt then. But it's not a long sleeve shirt, <sighs> and it's not a it's not a sweatshirt. It's it's cotton. It's t shirt material. Yeah. What do you call it? Come on, semantic uh, pedantic. I don't know, but uh, clampy spanner. Yeah, I don't, I don't like long sleeve t shirt because no but one. That, that's what they fucking called. Matt, no one writes tees like this. I can't see what that says, but I'm going to... A T is like this. <laughs> I, I understand what you're doing. <laughs> you know, I'm sure... I want you to measure that, but I'm sure the proportions of those two letters were exactly the same, just one was totally smaller. Nah. You just... you just What were, the, what were those nah, things called? The proportions <clears throat> are, are slightly more exaggerated. Very, very slightly. What nah, it looks like... Very, very slightly. Very, very slightly. Don't very, what, what it looks like is one of those. Remember, um, did you ever have at school? God, why have you got a tape measure I'm in your ha- bedroom? Because I'm handy. Well, right. Yeah, okay. One, all right, 1.7 centimetres, 2.1 by. 1.7 to 2.1 as. No, look, hang on. I'll show you. Let's do it. Let's do it here. Motherfucker. It's riveting listening for anyone else, right. but go on. Okay, so that's 2.1 centimetres, that one. Uh-huh. That one down there is 1.7. Yeah. All right, so that's four mil difference, that line. 
<clears throat> Here we go. The top line, bang on eight centimeters and two centimeters. Mm. So that top line is four virtually the same. So four times longer I... <laughs> than that one. <laughs> virtually the same. I. <laughs> Are you old enough to remember? All right, dragon. When there was a... <laughs> I'm looking for the other two tape measures I know are in here. <laughs> hey, let's come back to Are You Old Enough in a minute. Because right. it is a weird song. Um, uh, are you old enough to remember it was um, like a plastic device that I remember having, not at school, but you could get them. Imagine you needed to tr to make a bigger copy of a... In my mind, it was always the map of Australia. You had a little one in a textbook. Yeah. And you had to... A compass? No, not a compass. Oh, like the Etch-a-Sketch. <laughs> That's what I... But not, it's not it's what not, they were, but not, yes. It's not called an Etch-a-Sketch, but it's... And my, I kept thinking etch I mean, I knew what it, I knew it wasn't an Etch-a-Sketch. I knew it wasn't a Spirograph. But yeah, one of those things. Little yeah. plasticky doohickey with with hinges yes. in it. Yeah, it yeah. was like a, um, an architect's tool. Um I wish I could remember what they were called. Anyway, that's how you did that tea. Yes, sure, whatever. <laughs> Are You Old Enough is a weird song. Uh, yeah, well, I'm looking at the lyrics right now. I've never noticed it because I've never sung it. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I can't sing it, so I never, I don't, I don't know what the words are. Okay, so it's a dude who's been in prison, yeah. who's gotten out, yeah. who wants to have sex with someone, just walking down the street, sees a girl, yep. thinks you'll do, yep. but needs to needs to check that she's actually old enough for love. Yeah, I, well, I think it's probably a fair question. Uh, you know, fair, it's probably a fair consideration. Ah, uh, it's uh, <laughs> yes. Um, it's just a funny thing to write a song about. So. How old do you think he was when he wrote it? Uh, oh, it was the 70s, so he would have been, you know, 37. <laughs> no, no, he, uh, no, like he would have been young, would have 18, 20, you know, whatever. Right, so like, that, I mean, that makes sense then, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It's still a weird song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's the, it's the crux of the chorus. Yeah, are you on? Well, Just checking I'm not about to commit statutory rape. Do you know what? I do, that was I, the original title. Um, I wonder. I wonder about that. Um, that um, time as well. That um, you know, the seventies, where oh yeah, where um, all of that certainly where um, the there would have been kind of a real transition, you know, from just uh, you know into the sixties after the Second World War went, you know, after the marketing companies invented adolescence, um, where where there would have been, a, like, a, a real change of cultural um, idea of, like, of like because it was pretty much like, you're a child, you're an adult. But then we, this kind of thing about adolescence, of this is really long transition um, that we have kind of socially imposed... Where, where there are now eighteen-year-olds who haven't 
uh, had any adult experiences at all. Like, you know, haven't had a job, you know, they're not expected to interact in society as adults until they're 18. Mm. And I think back in, you know, previous to the 60s and 70s, there was a real kind of like, you're a child, you're a child, you're an adult, right? Um, And I think that was expected. Like, you know, for example, you know, my mum and dad being married you know, and going, you know, being married when my mum was 17 and my dad was 19 and then being together from the time they were, um, I think mum was sort of, you know, 12, almost 13 when they got together and they were just kids in high school. Um, I mean, the idea of people getting married at 17 and 19 now, um, certainly, well, you know, in Western society is, is <clears throat> would people getting married in their mid-20s now is kind of like, oh, that's young. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I, it would have been that would have been that kind of scenario where like, nineteen year olds going out with seventeen year olds was normal for the entire history of the world, and then it's like, oh, actually, are you, are you seventeen? Because sixteen and seventeen sometimes look like the same thing, or seventeen and twenty one, <laughs> like seventeen and twenty one, like I can't tell the difference, like you know. Oh Jesus! Think think the last fifteen years of us working in pubs. Oh. And the the oh certainly I mean there's certainly been underage girls at, at gigs that you and I have done for sure particularly the band gigs yeah but here's here's the 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 one thing that I have noticed underage girls who you wouldn't realise were underage yeah yeah yeah, is what yeah I'm yeah. talking about but yeah. I I actually think that I think there's much less of a thing than it was you know when we even when we started and I do think that um. Um, <laughs> well, yes, I agree because uh, fifteen, sixteen-year-old girls aren't interested in live music anymore, well, that, or, or bands. Well, that may be. Uh, well, that may be with, true, but I, I don't. We've got with guys in the bands that are our age. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think that people that age are particularly that much less interested in going out to do things that they previously haven't been allowed to do. No, um, absolutely. So, but what I'm, what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at there is. Um, I feel like, and maybe it's just because I'm old now, right? But I feel like um, the behaviour of an 18-year-old now, like you know, when you meet an 18-year-old um, male or female now, you kind of go, the things they say and the way they behave, they, they are more childlike in general, not everyone, than I think they were when we were younger. I, I, I feel... And that, really? that's not everyone, but I, I feel like I, I do feel that way about, you know, just the general, you know, I, I just don't, I, I would, okay. I, I would imagine that that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, when, when my mum and dad were, you know, getting married when they were 17 and 19, like they were adults, they were considered by the world as adults. They were treated like that. You know, they'd been in the workforce for years. They were, they'd mingled with people twice, three times their age. Like and expected to step up, and I just don't think mm. that it, you know I don't think that that is anywhere near as common. It's certainly not. I'm not saying that you know. I'm not saying that you know eighteen year olds aren't adults. Um, I'm just saying that when I meet many, sometimes I meet. I'm like, wow, you that's, that's a you know that's a grown up there. But I do think that um, I think that just mm. the general behaviour of younger people these days is that they they act like young people and not like 
young people are like, oh, they're full of life and freedom and frivolity and stuff like that. But immaturity. Uh, huh. Yeah. I don't come across many 18-year-olds. <laughs> oh, as in you don't... You idiot. You don't encounter them. No. Dom. Um, I don't... I, yeah, I absolutely... Believe I, I do. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I, I wouldn't say that I have, uh, you know, strong... Uh, or, you know, very common, certainly not at the moment, but in the past, like, you know, even, like, you know, five years ago when, you know, four or five years ago when... Um, you know, we all, like, we were having friends. Like, you know, um, Harmony, for example, is 21. When she was 18 and you'd meet some of her friends, you're like, oh, these are ch- these guys are children. They're not, they're not grown up. Hmm. You know, um, I would be concerned with some of them, like, you know, getting a driver's license because hmm. they, don't, they don't seem to, you know, they seem to be people that have um, had that kind of responsibility before. And they haven't because they're not allowed to have, you know, in many respects, not allowed responsibility. Um, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Sure. Plenty of, plenty of young adults who are just spectacular and responsible and, um, and grown up. But I just do. I think this whole, excuse me, um, people staying younger for longer, and particularly with the technology, like the, you know, that it it, yeah, it's. It's advantageous in some ways, and it stunts people in others. And I don't think there's any, I don't think there's anyone that could refute that. We, you know, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of empirical evidence to show that that's true. So, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly, insofar as social engagement and interaction, and and uh, the transition from, um, um, transition from child to adolescent to adulthood and particularly as it pertains to um learning about sex and stuff like that just the the proliferation of pornography um and the way the the fact that um adolescents are having less sex now than they ever have which is totally about the proliferation of um uh accessible at 24 7 pornography uh well, I think which a, even you and I didn't have. I think that's a factor. I don't think it's totally about that. Uh, it's definitely a factor. What? What? The, the, yeah. Okay. All right. No, you're right. No, I just mean that you know the way that people live now is completely different. And so yes, there's um, you know so the 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 way that people interact socially is is completely transformed in the last well, however many years it's been around. Yeah, that's right. And it's not so like whereas. Um, whereas like when we were younger, we would go to the payphone down the street or like, I didn't have a payphone near my, on my street, but friends of mine would leave the house to go and make a 30 cent phone call from the payphone. Right. And call so-and-so say, right, you call Dom and we're all going to meet in town. Like that was, we, we had to have our social interactions with one another. And now, now people don't. So the incidental, um, the, the fact is that our social interactions were solely face-to-face. Sure. Like, you know, before this. And now people are on this all the time and they don't have to leave their house to be 
in touch with their friends. So what happens is like boys and girls aren't mingling outside of school anywhere near as much. So there isn't that, um, it's not kind of socially acceptable to go, Hey, do you want to meet in town? Mm. Um, uh, it's all, it's all part of the same issue of, of instant gratification as well. All of it. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and all of it. Yeah. But it's, um, from, from social interactions <clears throat> to, um, to whatever you're doing sexually to fast food, to everything. It's all just, I can get it. I can get it now. Yep. And oh, fuck, I can get it delivered. Oh. Um, but it's, I mean, yeah, it's definitely, um, uh, well, it's definitely a problem. But also, I mean, there's that, um, even that, I mean, I don't know any, I mean, I know, what, okay, I know lots of people under under 25 and almost none of them live away from home. Mm. And so when I was 19 <laughs> and I moved out of home, almost everybody I knew lived out of home. Like at I think my, the other thing group. about that as well, though, is is the ones I do know, that that demographic you're talking about, the ones I do know, are out of home because their home life was bloody awful. Yeah, yeah. And that's more or less the only reason they've. And gone. I, I, I actually am, am. Look, you know, I imagine those people, uh, probably do, present as more grown up in many sure, respects. Sure, of course, um, because they're having to deal with. Um, quite adult, adult scenarios, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and but you know, there's that thing of like, you know, if you if you just do, just you know, if you know, if you're not having to really worry about, here's the thing, there'd be plenty of kids living at home playing, uh, paying board, right? But they're still not physically given the bill to pay. You know, it's like, oh, you know, give us a hundred bucks a week and you can live here. Right, mm. um, you know, and and people are going, yeah, that's a good deal. I mean, I, I I don't think it's as common as it was even five years ago. Um, but and that make no mistake, I do understand that living away from home, proportionally to what you would earn nowadays, is way more expensive than it was, you know, even when I was twenty years old. Yeah, you know, um, and I've I've made this. I've made this sort of point many times to people in the entertainment industry that and it summarily gets dismissed, right? And I don't understand why, where people go, oh, you know, the venue, you know, no one goes out to venues and no one goes to see, see live bands. And I was just like, yeah, but we're all playing in the, in the same venues in St Kilda and um, South Yarra and in the city and young people don't live here anymore, right? And when I, and the reason why is because it's too expensive. And when I was young, when I, when I was 20 and I moved to Melbourne, well, 19 and I moved to Melbourne, right, you could get, you could rent a three-bedroom house 50 metres off Chapel Street for $150 a week, right? And I was leaving, I was working off Chapel Street earning $22 an hour, right? So those, that same job that I was doing then is $23 an hour. Like the the income from doing that job, which people still do, which is well used to do until COVID, which was tearing tickets and making popcorn, right? The income really hasn't gone up, right? The hourly hourly rate, but that hundred and fifty dollar a week rental house, right? It's eight hundred dollars a week now. Oh, absolutely, mate. So, you and I spoke about this when, you know, about uh, 
The demise of Bridie O'Reilly's in Chapel Street, as far as all that sort of stuff went, yeah. where the sorts of people who could afford to live in that area any longer didn't want to go to a place like that. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. do. And, and it's yeah. there's that element too, like, and, and it's, no offence. No, no, and it's 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 um, it's the other aspect of that. For example, like you know, the people, most of the people who you know come onto my live streams, right, are people that would not usually even go to a gig, right, for for many reasons. But some of it would be location; they live far away from all where all the gigs are. Um, timing, like you know, it's inconvenient because they've got to get up for work at six a.m. Um, the norm at you know when there's a normal gig. And the other aspect of, well, so many of them have got children and, and even their single parents as well, but, like, they can't go out, you know, or if they go out, it's a $300 night out because, well, we may as well go for dinner as well and if we're going to have a couple of drinks and pay for a babysitter, like, so they just never go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think those, those kind of things are, you know, like a there's an element of that which is like, oh, you know, our kids don't move out of home anymore. It's like, well... How could they afford it? On, yeah, exactly. On a eighteen-year-old hourly rate, rate which hasn't really hasn't changed in no. twenty years. Um, you know, I mean, it makes sense. So I'm not. It's not a. My comments earlier about. Um, it seems to me that I, you know, when I observe young people now, they they seem really young and you know inexperienced and you know perhaps don't have the. Res- uh, experience with the responsibilities of being an adult that maybe past generations had earlier in their life. Um, but there's an element of like, well, how do they get that experience? Like they can't afford to, you know, move out of home and, and juggle a gas bill and a power bill and a phone bill and, um, you know, still afford to eat and be a student. Who can? Like, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so super super tricky. I mean, I know people. I mean, that many people work who worked at Crown, for example, in the bar, um, lived in Ballarat and Geelong and like and Frankston. Like you know, it was not like they were living in Southbank. No, I mean some of the managers were, but that makes sense because they were earning three times as much as the bar staff. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, mm. it's um, um. Or if they certainly if they were living closer in, they were living in share accommodation. Oh yeah, and look, did you know, know Cher owns so many properties in <laughs> Melbourne? <laughs> look, if I could turn back is time, is my understanding. Yeah, if I could turn back time, I would have bought a lot of more uh, um, share accommodation, <laughs> just like Jesse James did. Ah, good. <laughs> uh, I got you, babe. Ah, uh, damn it, <laughs> you fucker. Uh, <laughs> I don't know any more of his songs. Ah, uh, really? Yeah. Now what's that uh, one? I, I believe you do. Ah, very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, was, I didn't know what that one song was called. Uh, ah. Yeah. Shoop. Oh, that's a great song. <laughs> I love Is that it? song. Yeah. <laughs> I really do like that song. I think it's a, it's a cracker. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, of course, that's, that's the Shoop Shoop song brackets. It's in his kiss yeah. because people can't learn song titles. Can they, Dom? Uh, well. The mum song, the dog song, the drunken Parisian, uh, the cowboy song. The new cowboy song? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, look, I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut the dudes on my live feed a bit of a, a bit of slack in the sense that all of the songs that you just mentioned are not released officially on a thing where they can read the title. I know, but the Sheep Sheep song was but released you know, as in America. The Shoop Shoop song. Yeah. In America, Drops of Jupiter was called Drops of Jupiter, brackets, tell me. Yeah, okay. Now, that is embarrassing. Yeah, all right. Because that's, that's, well, yeah. that's people at a train concert <laughs> yelling out, tell me! Yeah. <laughs> do, do you mean Drops of Jupiter? <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what about, um, <laughs> imagine the first time, because this is, must have been how it happened. The first time the Angels played Am I Ever Gonna See Your Face Again? And then people in the crowd just spontaneously started shouting, No way, get fuck, fuck off. How did that happen? Um, I don't know, Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Like, Isn't that bizarre? Like, that, that just something like that would just become canon. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, you know, it was, it probably was like, you know, that, you know, back in the day when, uh, you know those bands in the in the seventies and eighties would play seven nights a week. You know, and they would they would be in Melbourne, and they would play. You know, they play at the Espy in St Kilda, and then the next night they play at the Prince Band Room in St Kilda. Yeah, and it was like you know, like cover band land was for us in the in the nineties and early two thousands. You know, where you could play two doors down effectively. Um, you know, night one night after the other, or in the same complex. Where, mm. but back then you could it, play three doors down, two doors down. Yeah, it was true. Um, but back then it was like it was just an original band, so it was probably like, oh, you know, we went to see the Angels the other night, and this dude shouted out, blah blah blah. I was like, oh, let's go tonight. They're playing down in Frankston. <laughs> um, and <laughs> do you know what's do you know what is interesting about that is that um, in the UK or in America. Um, if you had a gig that was in your town tonight and then the band played somewhere 50, 60 k's away tomorrow night, you would never go to the second gig. Like the idea of driving that far to go to do something, particularly in the UK, like like people, yeah. live, people live 5 k's away from each other in the UK and, you know, never make an effort to see their family members. Like, it's just not something that's done. Whereas in Australia, like, Australia's always been so big and people go, oh, yeah, we'll just go drive down. We'll go drive down to Frankston. It's 120 k's away. Yeah, so. Like, when my family members have visited uh, from the UK, they come and, like, they're like, oh, we're just going to go down to Phillip Island two and a half hours later. They're like, that's, like, that is a summer. Yeah, where, where, would they, where would they be? They'd be in Brussels. <laughs> um. Well, you, that that'd be a trip to London from Wales. Ah, yeah. So I was close. Um, but that I mean that doesn't sound like it would be like anything for us, like here, you know, because you know we you know I will we'll drive we'll go for the weekend to Echuca, you know, or we'll go for, to Mildura for the weekend. Whereas, I mean, a, Mildura from Wales is Scotland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and just never done. So um, 
Yeah, it was. It'd be funny, like the that idea of when uh, Ryan was on the live stream the other night saying, "Oh, it reminds me of going, you know, down to Geelong on Friday nights." Like, he would drive to Geelong every Friday to come and see his mates play from Ringwood, like, just not done in other parts of the world. No, yeah. I guess not. So I reckon that's what it was. One night someone said it, and then that guy showed up the next <laughs> night somewhere else, and then he, and then someone went, oh. Just what happened the other night. I wonder if they liked it. No, I hated it. Oh, is that true? Yeah, because the song's like a really quite an emotional song for him. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, um, Doc Neeson has been known to say like he... Oh, wow. Like it was something they had just had to deal with, but he was not fond of it at all. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, and I presume the first time you actually think it's it's abuse being hurled at you as the singer. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Anyway. Um, no one's um, yeah, no one's done that to any of my songs, but the benefit of doing them all online is that even if they're doing it, you can't hear it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I've done it. To me? Yeah. Which song? Uh, no, I've changed lyrics oh, in yeah, my head. Cool. cool. Uh, I did it the other day with one, and it, it definitely it changed the tone of the song, <laughs> so I decided not to write it oh, in, the, in the live stream. Because, you know, I'd never want to put you off your game. You know that. Mate, never try. I, I can't believe how you restrain yourself so often. <laughs> I was sitting here with Sarah the other night when I said, we're here waiting. <laughs> yes, I was reading it, laughing. Yes, I know. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and I watched you laugh. And I looked at Sarah and said, got him. <laughs> hey, I watched, um, I watched a little bit of Kevin Bloody Wilson doing a live stream oh, yesterday. Right. <laughs> was it good? Um. He's he's incredibly likable. Yeah. It, it, like at f- funny. I mean his songs are ridiculous. Um and but actually because he's so likable, even when they're really offensive, they're somehow not. Well, I, I think that Because he's he's just got a laugh in, in his demeanor about yeah. everything he's doing. Well, I, do you know what? I think that's one of the um key factors for most comedians anyway is um the more the more you have something about the way you present yourself that is um either like every man or woman like um uh or aspirational like you know some comedians like some comedians just present like Eddie Murphy was just such a rock star that like could say anything because like you just wanted to be like that, you know. We want you want to have that command of language or that suave, that swagger, right? And then there's other comedians like, probably a bad example given his, um, well, no, like Ricky Gervais is like you know, everyone's kind of got a friend who's like Ricky Gervais who's hilarious and kind of like awkward, and there's this that that thing about him which you know and and like kind of smart and a bit um, irreverent. Yeah, it, it seems to me that, yeah, people like get like... Um, Ricky Gervais is an interesting one because I, I feel like he's found with with his upbringing, like really working class, really fucking struggled, has come into this huge success, huge amount of money. He's found his true form now because he, he is beholden to no one. And he'll just fucking let fly, yeah. and seemingly, 
absolutely does not care about the ramifications. And he's not doing it to be... I don't get the impression he's doing it to be um, deliberately controversial. No, no. Uh, he's just He's absolutely just expressing how he feels about whatever subject he wants to and just <laughs> with, with the most outrageous language doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I, I know. Here's what's in... There's an interesting point about him. See, I don't find his stand-up funny uh, or particularly interesting, but I like the things he creates a lot. Um, um, in a sense of, like, I like his, sh- his shows... Um, because there's this thing sometimes with, I don't know if his stand up is, is stand up. You know what I mean? It's it's like a, a it's bit, a TED talk. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I don't like it. I don't mind it. Like he's clearly he's clearly very good and a bright guy. But um, when he like he says these things that you know are outrageous in in inverted commas, but he doesn't really he doesn't have an he doesn't have an agenda and he's not no. and he's also not um uh you know he doesn't have any kind of closet you know um isms like you know no, sexisms or res- racisms or whatever he's just he's so you can very much clearly see he's just like he doesn't have any biases like that he's trying to push an agenda subvertly or anything like that it's like he's just like you're all you're all fucking idiots yeah, we're all idiots. Like, and um, and this is why. And you're like, yeah, he's right. He's right. Mm. Right. He's not. He doesn't. Um. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be kind of peddling something to try and. Uh, and I think a lot. You know, the people that we can easily criticize are pretty uh, transparent in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, he was a good example for you to bring up. And I, I'm a bit hot and cold on his stand-up as well. Um, the last one, the, the the most recent one I saw on Netflix, Netflix, um, I didn't really cotton to at all. Bit, bits of it are great. Yeah. And they're, you know, great observations and all that sort of stuff. And it's well presented, but just I, I, didn't, I didn't connect with that one at all. But his previous ones, science, animals, um, it is, it is cerebral and it's, it, and it is funny. I I really enjoyed those, but um, because he took that really long break from stand up as well. Yeah, well, I watched cause... the last one and I felt the same way as you. I was left cold by it. I was like, well, yeah. Also, you know, um, and yet yes. I watched the Seinfeld one that you recommended to me, and it's bloody great. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? He's like, so good. Yeah, and there's someone who is, you know, you know, also has this way of just kind of saying anything he wants and. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Absolutely, he is. And also, you know, knowing that you know. Also, I think there's some of those. The best comedians tend to say whatever they want, and not just that they don't care, but also they know that what they say doesn't matter. They know what they say doesn't matter. So when other people try and say, "Oh, you know, when you said this," they're like, "Whatever." Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, having having more money than God um, definitely aids in being able to say what you want <laughs> with yeah. with impunity. Yeah. Well, um, hey, I'm um, speaking of watching something on Netflix. Um, I've got to find it for you. Um, there's a there's a doco because um, 
the link is Jerry Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. There's a, a, a doco, it's really short, it's about an hour long, about this guy that was um, accused and jailed for a murder. And um, he says, a lot, basically along the lines of, he says, look, I, I didn't do it. Like, I didn't do it. And he, he gets a lawyer that believes him. And he's like, where were you on the night of blah, blah, blah? He's like, I went to the baseball. Right? And it's like, oh, well, where are the tickets? It's like, well, they found, they eventually found the ticket. It went through this whole thing. But they couldn't prove that he was, like, that he was there. Um, and eventually what happened is they they were talking and they realised that there were cameras in at the at the particular game and like not normal cameras and it turned out they were that particular game they filmed an episode yeah. of Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? And the um, the excess footage they're like, can we look at all the tapes? And this guy and his daughter are walking right past the camera, but in the shot, like it's like there he was there, so that's Fantastic. how they that's how they got him off. But um, I can't remember what's his name now. The um, Kubrick Larry is, David. Yeah, Larry David is like in this docker going, "How good's that?" Like you know, well, you know. <laughs> but he, he obviously, you know, there's a guy who is just so remarkably, um, you know, irreverent and more money than God. I mean, because you know, I mean, him and Jerry, you know co-own wrote Seinfeld so um, yeah it's mm. so um, it's really cool to watch because it's okay. quite, it's quite oh my god this guy's gonna get done and then like you know that it's involved from the start but um, yeah right yeah um, so so Knives Out is my movie recommendation for you good. it's really good 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 uh, the new the new um, um, Daniel Craig I feel film. like yes. it's been out for a while like quite a few Knives months. Out yeah yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it's. Could... Oh, when I say new, I mean it's not. Um, it's not the new James Bond film. It's no, the one no, I think, that. I think it's been out for quite a few months. But um, the whole COVID oh. thing, uh, um, you know, it was. I went to the drive-in to see it. Nice. Yeah, fun. Yeah, I wonder it's what. Good. I wonder what restrictions they're going to have with now. Um... Well, surely, surely drive-ins are okay if you're with your family. Yeah, look, you know, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. Um, maybe let's anyway, not, anyway, let's not get into that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and out, then yeah. I, I messaged you last night from my couch, uh, yes. saying that Uncut Gems, the mm. latest Adam Sandler film, yeah, uh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, dark... it's anxiety-inducing. Don't don't yeah, no, watch I've it. Seen, well, I've seen a little bit of it. Um, like every aspect of it, the the camera work and the soundtrack yeah. and the. The, the the dialogue which the all scenarios, just yeah. oh my god yeah. it's it's really intense yeah. um my recommendation is dark waters which is about um teflon um, i've seen it oh you have with yeah. mark ruffalo yeah yeah right yeah fantastic yeah yeah huh. um which you know anyone who says uh you know particularly what's all going on with um the COVID stuff, you know, everyone says that, you know, big, massive conspiracy theories are bullshit. Just. Uh, well, I've always been interested in that because I've seen a documentary or two about yeah. Teflon and, and, oh my God, I can't think of the name of the company. <laughs> Not Dacron. What the hell were they called? Uh, yeah. Not Nilex. Oh shit. Yeah, but those guys. DuPont. Fuck. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, yeah, it's full on. Like the doco's wild. Wild. Right. Yeah, wild. Those, those stories are just so remarkable. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, and one other one. I've got one other one for you. Yeah. The King of Staten Island. Oh, I want to see is... it. I want to see it, but it's not out because it was only come. It was supposed to come out um, here. You're right. It's not. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's really good. It's supposed to come out on streaming, <laughs> and then they held it back in Australia to come out in the cinema because they knew that it was gonna co- it was gonna come out in the cinemas here. Really, I'm sure I've seen it streamed. You may have seen it streamed. I think I must have. Yeah. Yeah, I'll send you the link to where I saw it streamed. Good. Uh, it's good, man. Yeah, because I. Um, I watched the trailer. I was like, "This looks great. It looks yeah. really good." Yeah. Yeah. It's um. So Judd, for those who don't know, Judd Apatow, yeah. um, writer director. Uh, it's a you know comedy drama. I I saw an interview with Bill Burr talking about what it was like to, um, to act in that. He's like, "Oh, like so, I got to use my emotions." <laughs> like, and he's because he's, he's like you know he's got to be all caring and nice. He's like, "Well, how do I do this?" <laughs> Okay, you know, like, I can sh- I can shout and scream and be raucous, but I don't know how to be sensitive. Like, you know, nah, he's good to... in it too. Yeah. Um, well, the tra- even the trailer shows him like in a couple of different um, scenes, just like oh, we well, never seen, never seen him like that. Oh, he's got range. Range, man. Range. Do you like his stand up? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like. Um, yeah, He's I, too I abrasive for me. Um, in what way? Just his delivery, or yeah, yeah, okay. just the shout. Because he's so angry. Um, yeah, I don't know if he is. I, <laughs> I guess there's a for me, like you know, he's. Um, I feel like the the like the zero to one hundred, like, and the extrapolation. Of like one scenario that infuriates him to another to another, like I was just like, yeah, I do that. I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah, that that idea of you know, like we've spoken about here, but like I cannot believe the amount of things that have not been thrown through my fucking window, you know, that I get frustrated about in the last three months. Just fucking work, like you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I like him a lot. I think he's funny. Um, oh, and I watched The Hunt as well. What's this about? Uh, it's uh, you won't you won't watch it. But I um <laughs> this you know this isn't just for you. Uh, this is for other people. Um, uh, it's a. It's not usually in my wheelhouse, but it's a it's a, a comedy horror. I don't like comedy horrors really, um, but it's uh. It's bang up to date. It's it's a very very satirical look at the um, alt right versus political correctness gone mad right. brigade, framed within a purge style. Um, okay. A horror movie. Yeah, so it's gory, but yeah. it's uh yeah, and it's not you know it's not a flawless film by any stretch, but it's um. It's it's because uh, because the observations are, are quite obvious, right? But it's well executed. Hilary Swank, yep. And oh yeah, um, I've um, I want to say Belinda Gilpin. That's not, but I don't think Belinda's it's, right. It was made a while ago. 
Yes, I believe so. There's never been a right time to release it because people keep fucking being violent towards each other in real life. Oh, is that okay? I don't know any because I I don't follow stuff. Yeah, I believe that's. Um, they were like, um, "When are we gonna re- When are we gonna release this film?" Um, yeah, the only thing I the only thing I saw that alluded to that was the movie post or the, the 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 DVD cover for all intents and purposes, which just has quotes from. And I thought that was beat up. It has right. like quotes from yeah. magazines and reviews and stuff, you know, saying the 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 most shocking film that no one's ever seen and all that sort of stuff. And that that just felt like hype. But I think they actually must have been real. Now you're telling yeah, me this. Yeah, um, yeah, it's. Um... That's right. Uh, it was scheduled for release in September last year. Oh, shit. And then shit. there was the Dayton and El Paso mass shootings in early August. Uh, so okay. Universal Pictures decided to de- delay it. Um, are you reading that? Yeah, yeah. Or are you... Ah. Oh. Because um, you looked like you're in your thought place. No, no, I'm reading it. You know, um, up and to the left. And it was released in the US in March 13, uh, March 2020. Right. Um, yes. Um oh. Oh, how do I how do I not answer that phone call? Um, I know because usually it's like you can press like cancel. Ah, but sometimes not. No, because you've got it switched to silent. Ah, didn't know this thing. Yeah, so then it just has to ring out. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Mm. Um, all right. There's another one. Which, I'll go on. Which is another film, and I it's it's a horror film, but I don't can't remember what it's called, but uh, it it looks really good. Um, it's like a, a a guy brings his fiance home to his to meet his family, and they like live in this opulent kind of house, like in like in Knives Out, right? Yes. And um, it's like there's like a tradition to like try and kill, yeah, try kill her. Yeah, it's good. What's that one called? I can't remember. Uh, but it looked good. Like it's like oh, this... uh, it, um, yeah. I mean, they're trying to kill the girl. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like cold. I don't know. I got from the the impression from the trailer that um, you know if she survives, then they can get married or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I should and um, much like the hunt, I should have watched it with Nico and Sarah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, after Jackson goes to bed. <laughs> nice. They like horror movies, and yeah, that was that was not a bad one. I wish I could think what it was called. You know what my brain's like. The fact that I remember I've seen it at all is pretty good. Yeah, would... it's like it's the invitation or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but um, I was, hmm. it, it, I saw it when it, I was doing one of my um, you know, bi-monthly uh, two-hour trailer watches. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So because I didn't have, uh, I didn't see Katie and and uh, Dave last night, um, and the boys, and forgot to ring you. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I watched I watched two movies last night. I watched The Hunt and Uncut Gems last night. Sweet, and felt really good about it. Good, as yeah, you should. Didn't didn't feel guilty about being lazy. Didn't anything. Just was good. Well, good. Glad to hear it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to end this conversation now because we have to go out in thirteen minutes. Okay, good. And I should not be wearing what I'm currently wearing in order for us to no. go out. But you are showered and dressed underneath that. So oh, I am, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm clean and tidy. All right. Um, Tidy. Cool, man. Well, good on you, son. I'm, um, 
I'm very pleased um, that we had a more jovial conversation this week than we did last week. But uh, um, also, um, I wanted to say that I'm very appreciative that we did get to have the conversation we had last week. Um, so, um, me too, mate. I I don't want this to sound trite, but I'm really I'm really proud of you for. Um, for you know, going there. Last week. Fuck off, mate. And um, <laughs> uh, I'm also quite uh, look. I'm quite shattered that we don't. I don't get to come and see you on your birthday uh, on Saturday. But you know, it's a greater good thing. Um, you know, if indeed this coronavirus is real. Um, no, of course. Not. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, the nu- the numbers in America are. Unbelievable. Stupid. Yeah. The, 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 uh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was watching, before we finished, I was watching something last night and quite often what I'll do is, oh, when you messaged me, I was, what I was doing, I was on the couch with my laptop filling in my app return. And, um, do you know that you can, you can do it on, that they're taking app returns for online gigs? No. They are. I assumed they would, however, but I just haven't done anything about it. Yeah. So I, I mean, because it's like the only way really I'm earning any money at the moment, particularly since, you know, now I, you know, like I can't go out and do a gig once again. Mm. Um, so I've just been doing it knowing that, you know, it, it might be five or 10 bucks per 10 minute, 10, 15 minutes time I spend on each one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it'll add up in the end. And, um, so I was doing that while I was on the couch, but I, what I'll do in the background is is put on um, like one of the news things that's kind of just a, the constant stream of bulletins. Like there's a COVID nineteen channel on Foxtel, um, and it just shows the um, the press conferences from around the world. Um, mm-hmm. That that feels like relaxing viewing. Yeah, go on. Well, it's not very loud, and it's I'm doing something else, but occasionally mm. something piques my interest. And mm. there was a news story about how. Um, it was kind of suggesting it was like before people ke- well, people keep piling on Donald Trump about this whole thing which they probably should but also in New York over 6,000 elderly people who have been diagnosed with um, uh, COVID that had it were sent back to their nursing homes like and so, like, I had all these thousands and thousands of people die from COVID in New York, but people who had gone into hospital, <sighs> tested positive, and they were just sent back. I mean, and is that where do, just... I don't know where, you, where they stay otherwise. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. Sure there's I was going to say, is that because the health system in America is just so fucking broken? I, well, I would assume that, yes, that is what it is. <sighs> but as far as, like, okay, so, like, this whole, like, you know, trying to protect people like it's you know dude yeah and you know that was early days as well like you know after we because we kind of like you forget that like this has been going on all year now like yeah um you know it's it was a slow ramp up to mid-march but you know it was a problem significant problem anyway in sort of you know february and march like around the world so yeah. yeah, I read in Time magazine this morning that there's been a, a huge pushback from um, quite a 
large number of scientists against the World Health Organization who, of course, have said that it's not airborne. Yeah, yeah, I read that too. Uh, not yeah. in time, but I read a, a few articles about it. Um, mm. Equally, um, you know, there are there are scientists saying, look, you know, now we're finding out that it was in, you know, the groundwater in, or yeah. in water samples in you know, mid last year. There yep, are other, yep. gu- other guys saying, look, we can't rule out that this isn't an escaped like virus from a lab and you know not saying you know and you know they're saying i'm not saying that you know this is a you know a conspiracy conspiracy but you know these things can happen and just mm. the way that this seems to be um um even though he goes the, the one guy i was listening to said it seems to me like the outbreaks in meat um like meat processing um it's not that it's meat it's not that it's dirty or anything like that. It's more that um, it seems to be quite um, virulent at low temperatures, uh, quite yeah. contagious, and quite you know it it um it survives. It goes so yeah. that indicates that it could have been like it could have been engineered um, for the lab, which is you know um, which they do all their testing in cool environments. Um, so it could have escaped somehow, you know, from somewhere. Who knows? Who knows? Not us. Not us. Certainly not I. Yeah. Um, Get out of here. You've got seven minutes. Oh, shit. All right. Love you. Love you. Speak to you later. Bye. Bye. Which one do I press? All of them. I do press all of them. Hang on. Stop that. And this. <laughs>